Welcome to Stirring the Pot with Lucas Acida. Uh, joining me today is, uh, this is going to be a triple threat match. Uh, it is me, D'Angelo Starks, and the one and only Nick Talon. Hello, the Talon Brothers Podcast. How you boys doing? I'm great. Playing too much MLB The Show. Felt a little depressive. Was actually thinking about recording outside this podcast because I am sad most of the time nowadays. I actually also thought of recording outside. Um, I, too, have been playing a lot of MLB The Show. You know, it's just, it's baseball time. But, you know, there's no baseball, so we have to make our own. Yes. And that's that's it. And I don't make it very well. I have uh, nine days played on the game. Uh, <laughs> a, a 50 and 50 record on ranked seasons on Diamond Dynasty. My lineup's good as hell. I'm only batting a buck 50 with 99 overall Buster Posey. And it's very disappointing all around. And I think I'm done playing for a little bit. Got to take some breaks here and there. Yeah, I, I kind of go through ebbs and flows with that game. But I don't play – I just play Road to the Show personally. Um, and having a pretty good year. We won't get into it too much. but I'm sure you're on the Hall of Fame trajectory. Oh, yeah. Nick, I, I used to play. Ask, yeah, what's um, up? Are you, are you guys still frequently or weekly recording the Town Brothers pod, or what have you guys been doing? It's I think it's been like a week off right now, a week okay. and a half off, but we're recording this Friday. Okay. It's just a matter because Tyler's back at work now, uh-huh. so figuring that out. And last I guess week, I'm just I'm, I'm curious because obviously since uh, movie theaters are closed, um, we're getting some stuff via streaming, which is kind of cool, but I'm just wondering what's kind of changed in your podcast since We've kind of been in lockdown since you're a movie podcast with no movie news coming up. We get like something once a week, maybe. Well, I, so when we record this week, there will actually be a lot of news. And the other, I think we've done two or three other episodes while like over Anchor based off like the COVID stuff. But the news actually hasn't really stopped too much. The first episode we were kind of talking about uh, how movie theaters and all that type of stuff is really going to be hit hard by this. But this week, I mean, now we got the Snyder Cup Justice League next year where they're reallocating like $20 million or $30 million in funds to pump back into it, which is going to be yeah. super interesting. I, I and, could care less, but I honestly, like, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Honestly, that's actually great for your podcast because you actually have um, one of the 3% of the population that actually cares or gives a shit. And that would be Tyler Bourne. So that's cool well, that three, you get. <laughs> but three percent, three percent won though. They 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 cried for the center cut and they're getting it, which I actually respect. But now they just gotta shift that energy and let's get another uh, sequel for the nice guys and Man from Uncle. I think they're both Warner Brothers. Hey, Man from Uncle, right? That's what I'm talking about. I'm the just guy so, Richie one. I'm just money. so sad about that. I really am. I I was really hoping for a sequel. But anyways, um. There's another huge piece of movie news, too. Oh, like the Oscars are planning on postponing. Oh, yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. interesting, too. But listen, uh, b- before we get, I mean, I feel like we're bouncing around, but that's good. You know, it's good to see everybody again. Um, I messaged Nick the other day because I wanted him to listen to an older podcast that I did with D because the first half um, was pretty heavy baseball. And he had some thoughts and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. So I thought, I got to get both of these mm-hmm. people in the same Room and by room I mean same Zoom Zoom yeah same Zoom call. Um, so here we are. I figured we'd talk baseball. Um, it's just impossible to not talk movies, so that's going to be a thing. And I think it'd be fun to kind of um, talk about music since D has recently purchased a new instrument, and I've seen uh, with my own two eyes Nick play a little bit here and there. So I think that'd be good. fun to dive into. Um, but first, <laughs> it's okay, before though. we even, actually, before we even get into debate stuff, um, I just want to talk about baseball as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of our oldest sports in America. It is considered America's pastime. Do you guys still, well, first, do you guys still think it is America's pastime? And second, what do you think about the sport, um, has made it last this long and made it the thing that it is? That second question's hard as hell. I will. I mean, I think it's going to yeah. always be America's pastime. That's I think, yeah. I that nickname's that. just kind of interlinked. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know what's made it last this long, honestly, because you see uh, leagues like the NFL and the NBA. I feel like they're doing a lot better job 
getting the younger generation involved. And that's a huge thing right now with the MLB uh, that they're struggling to do as far as marketing their younger players and just making the games more interesting to watch, which I, I mean, there's obviously a select few and there's a minority like me and D who are in our twenties and we still try and watch as many games as possible and get really involved during the season. Um, but I, I don't know what they're going to do to hopefully a universal DH in the end and the NL. That's my thing. Next step, yeah. baby. Let's go um, to keep the momentum for baseball. And if they don't play this season, uh, rest in peace, MLB. It's over. <laughs> um, that would be such a tragic, tragic outcome. It's just why it's the pastime. I guess it's just because kind of, you know, really anybody can be good at baseball if you put enough time in. Like, it's not really an athletics-based thing. I think it's more based on skills and skills you hone over years of practice. So I think that aspect of it, and you have seen in the league, like you can get these incredible stories that sometimes just is hard to happen in other leagues. Um, as for what they need to do to like have it keep its spot, I don't know. It's like finding this this weird balance between respecting what it used to be and like kind of still making sure that people who love the traditional game and just love baseball for what it is, get what they want. But it's also finding a way to get new people in. And I think getting new people in the baseball is the hardest thing because you either love it or you just think it's the most boring thing to watch. Yeah. Um, and there's not really an in-between I feel like. I don't know. This might sound weird. I mean, we all played baseball and that sort of thing. So I guess my feelings towards it are, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm fine with playing it. It's not my favorite sport by any means to watch or play, but, you know, it's just the respect is there. But there's this weird nostalgia that I think that comes with baseball. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like I like the idea of baseball more than I actually, like, enjoy watching it. Like when I think of, like, like there's just so much history attached yeah. to baseball. You know, you think uh, any other sports like basketball, Honestly, before the 80s, a lot of people don't really care. They just kind of jumble it all together like, oh, yeah, Bill Russell, Jerry West era. Mm -hmm. But they don't really know anything about it. Or like all the 70s might as well just have not even existed. It's like before the three-point line, people are like, what the Not that I feel that way, but just in general, I think when we think basketball, it is 80s and then forward, magic and bird on. And then when it comes to football, you got one thing where all the athletes are wearing a helmet, so you can't really see them, so there's not this connection like there is with other sports. Uh, but again, with baseball, it's like, shit, everybody knows the name Babe Ruth, and how old is that dude? It's like crazy. He's that we, dead. It's yeah. crazy that we're attached <laughs> to these these teams like from the, the 27 Yankees, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like there's the, baseball is just so attached to history. I agree. It's it's so weird. There's, you know? it's, it's so cool. Almost. There's more like household names from back in the 20s, and you can just rattle off some baseball players. Like you can yeah. go and rattle off like at least I can't three-finger Mordecai Brown was like a pitcher on the 1907 Cubs, I'm pretty sure. Like, stuff like that. You just know random names, yeah. random history. But it's funny. I think in baseball, the gap between skill, though, is the largest as far as older oh, generations. Absolutely. I think if you put a majority of players, I want to say before the 1950s, they would not be in the MLB today, obviously, with technology and pay especially. Uh, the players can dedicate more of their lives to playing baseball nowadays, and there's more technology to help them get better at it as well. But I just find that interesting too. I think football is probably the smallest gap when it comes to that. Yeah. Just because not much – I mean, a lot's changed in football, especially on the protection side of things. Mm-hmm. But the games kind of stayed the same, whereas baseball, it's. I think sabermetrics lends a, a hand to that like as far as the, the style of play with shifts and – just overall, uh, like the velocity of pitches and stuff that was kind of affected by people dedicating more of their lives to it mm-hmm. and learning the mechanics a little bit more. So that's kind of interesting to think about, um, like with a Babe Ruth, because he definitely would uh, – I don't think he'd be playing in the MLB today. Yeah, I, I doubt it. It's hard to say, I though. Think... It's hard to say because he, he may have, you know, he may have yeah. been like a Bartolo Colon. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, you never, you never know. Um, I think the nostalgia thing – is it's pretty easy to kind of pinpoint because I feel like 
when you're young, baseball is probably one of the most accessible sports. It's so easy to like pinpoint a memory you have with the sport. Like it's so easy to remember a time when you and your brother or you and your dad just picked up your gloves and went outside and threw the ball around or you and a group of friends got together and like played a small game. Like there's all these little things that you can do with the sport that I think feed into that nostalgia factor. Like I remember entire summers that I dedicated to playing the same wiffle ball games and doing stuff like that. And I think that's probably has something to do with the nostalgia factor. And I feel like a lot of people there, introduction into baseball is like their dad or their older brother or something like that. So there's always those wrapped up like family ties and family values in the sport um, on that side of it. I think that could be a big part of it. Too. And I, did you make oh, I was just going to say, and I also think one of the major things baseball has an advantage in to the other sports is just weather in general. And I think yeah. people obviously associate a lot of their childhoods with the summer because they're off school summer you have baseball it's outdoors and as i know a lot of people and you got i'm sure you guys do too especially in a place like wrigley field where it's smack dam in the fucking middle of uh can i cuss on this okay in the heavily in the, heavily dirty in the middle of right now okay good but in the middle of a neighborhood like people go to baseball games and don't give a rat's ass about the game itself but it's still like kind of a party within yeah. itself and I think yeah. that's a little bit more so than any other sport. I mean, the NFL obviously has the tailgate, tailgating factor, which is huge. But the, the warmer weather, I think, is associated with nostalgia just because of childhoods. Mm. And I think that just goes all hand in hand. There's a, you know, uh, a huge mix there as well. Yeah, totally agree. Tell me if I'm crazy. Um, maybe I just can't think of another food that's attached to a sport. But I feel like there's also, like, it's just you have to get a dog while you're at a baseball yeah. game. Or it's like, what are you exactly. doing? Um, th- yeah, there's just a bunch of little weird things. Mm-hmm. But does it make you nervous at all that, you know, like you like D said earlier, we kind of attach baseball to memories from a young age. And not that it's not the cool sport anymore. I just feel like basketball is so kind of in the front and football is so on the front that I feel like baseball is kind of taking a back seat in a sense. So like when we're parents and you know, the next generation comes up, do you think that it's kind of slowly going to go away, not be as popular? What do you kind of think in that I, sense? I think it already has a little bit. And it's yeah. funny because if you guys know me, my type of personality and how my brain is structured, it's actually surprising that I do like baseball, but I think I grew up with it and I kind of never let it go. And mm-hmm. I was watching when the Cubs were went losing 100 seasons. But that back then, that gave me the time to focus on other teams and learn more about the league itself. But um, in that regard, I think the MLB is already doing a pretty bad job at – it's true – at making this game more exciting for younger generations. And I think also with our generation and ones that follow us, um, the use of technology and everything has made our attention spans inherently uh, quicker to move on from things, which isn't inherently a bad thing. But um, basketball is in a perfect spot because, A, they expanded their their league worldwide over the course of the 80s and 90s like perfectly. And then now, obviously, you're getting that generation in and even later than that. And, B, it just net, like the you know the Nike expression or whatever on the stupid T-shirt says basketball never stops. It's just such a quick pace. I'm actually kind of surprised hockey isn't that popular right now. But regardless, I think that they're in a perfect spot where baseball is playing catch-up. And especially if they don't play this mm-hmm. year um, because of the unions versus the owners, which is infuriating. I, I, it's going to be hard for baseball yeah. to recover. I'm not even joking. Like, I'm actually kind of concerned if they don't get 80 games in this year or try new things. This is the perfect time to experiment with this coming season. If they play, yeah. that's why I'm seeing the DH 80 game seasons, longer playoffs is perfect. But anyways, I'll stop rambling. D can kind of touch on that too. I just think it's, uh, the lack of being able to market that. Cause the thing about the MLB is that it's not that they don't have the exciting players that they need to be in a good position because they do. If anything, they have more yeah. young, exciting players making an impact on teams than they ever have. But they don't know what to do with them. Like, I know Ronald Acuna Jr. and Fernando Tatis Jr. Javi and Baez. Alonso and Javi Baez. Like, I know these guys because they're really fun to watch. And as a baseball fan, like, they bring me a lot of joy. 
But casual fans aren't going to like just be like, oh, yeah, Acuna, you know, he's a center fielder for the Braves. They might have seen a couple clips because he's he's like he plays with a lot of flair. But these are the type of people you should be building like you should be marketing towards younger audiences. You should be like, hey, I know this game seems kind of like old and stuffy, but like look at what these guys are doing. Like we're it's it's just not something's not right with the league and the league just isn't thinking about it in the right way. They have the best player that they've had in potentially all time yeah. and nobody really cares. That's why I think like a Tim Anderson bat flip, like what last mm-hmm. year, stuff like that. They it's funny because the older crowd's like fuck this guy, hate, hate that guy. Yeah. But the MLB should be tweeting out clips every single day of bat flips and uh, John Carlos Stan or Aaron Judge hitting 500-foot home runs. Or um, yeah. I don't even know. I, I I don't even know what they could do differently. That's the thing that sucks. Is like They're not marketing it well, but I don't know how else you can do it. Because like Mike Trout, for example, uh, he's like the number one guy it's... people go to when they say, oh, they're not marketing him. But they but how do you market? And I think, you know what? I, I changed my mind. There is one thing that they just need to change, and it's their blackout restrictions on their TV deals. They're, the MLB TV deals are some of the worst in mankind history uh, where the blackouts fall. And mm-hmm. like some people in Iowa cannot watch the Cubs. I can't watch certain stuff like that. Why can't I? If I pay, I mean, I know they have MLB TV and stuff like that, but there's just so many stupid rules in place where based off where you live and the amount of money they're making, I should be able to, you know, zap in and see uh, a Mike Trout game yeah. without having to pay for it. Like, that's the thing. Why yeah. would a casual pay 150 bucks for MLB TV? If I live in Illinois, I'm not a casual, but for example, yeah, no, I don't like, why would you pay 150 bucks so you could see Mike Trout once or twice for a kid that lives in like, um, Boston? Yeah. I don't know. It, like, why would he care unless he is obsessed with Mike Trout? And that's the thing is I think they do some stuff really well. Like, one, I actually, like, really love the MLB Instagram. I think they do a great job during the yep. season. Uh, but, I like, that's not enough. And I don't really know what the solution is. It's it's kind of hard because, like I said, you have this kind of they're, – they're, like, locked. You You have the past and what baseball is. You know, it's America's pastime. And I don't really know how you bring it into 2020 effectively without completely destroying what was. Yeah, you would have to make some major changes like pitch clock. Uh, Like, it's so funny because I'm a purist, too. Like, I I think that like extra innings and stuff like that, let it play out until the game's over. But but it's funny, man. Like, think about how exciting it'd be if it goes into like you. It's tied going into like the 10th. Then you start putting runners on second. If you're tied after that, then you go into a, like a shootout where it's like a home run derby format. Like there's so many options, but it will never happen. No, yeah. But, uh, they, yeah. The old crowd would lose their mind at things like that. And they're, they do have like the home run derby is an exciting event. And then like stuff like that, people, people love watching people. Exactly. And they've actually, they've done um, a really good job with that over the past two years, I believe. Yeah. I think they like almost perfected that format. To an extent, the format's yeah, so I good. Yeah, I think that's really good. All of baseball is in a series. So in the playoffs, it's the World Series. It's always best of seven. Uh, even in the season, you know, there's so many games. You know, it's not like, oh, we're just playing this one team. It's like you have a series with this team, and then we're going somewhere else and playing X amount of games against this team. Well, that's obviously way different than any other sport. Um is that pro or con? It's a pro for me. I don't know about you, Deed. Just I because I feel like baseball, too, is such a highly individualized team sport where you have even like a guy like Garrett Cole or like a pitcher like Jacob deGrom. They go out there and they statistically, over the course of the season, are the top three pitcher in the league. They can go out and shit the bed in the playoffs and then the rest of your team's fucked. And that's why the wild card's interesting, but those are the teams that are scraping in. You want to see mm-hmm. the you know the actual better team win, I think, and in a majority of times it's the longer series, and I think the same goes for basketball too. Um, football is different, obviously, because you can't be playing best of threes yeah. in football, or else half the team would probably be dead. Mm-hmm. But that's how I feel. What What would you think if, for whatever reason, uh, they decided to do kind of a one off thing where it's like they did a tournament of just one game? Like, do you think? What's that, the point? Well, there's 
there's too much that could just like if one pitcher on the worst team just has a, a good game, which could happen at any point. Sure. I mean, I think I, I don't know. I don't think it's not kind of built for that. So all yeah. or nothing games really work in baseball, except for the wild. Yeah, like card. why play 160 yeah. if all that capital, especially for if, like the owners. You go and you spend four hundred million dollars on Mike Trout, and you're telling me he only gets one game in the playoffs to try and win it for his team. Yeah, like yeah. if you're the Dodgers, you've go, you go to the World Series every year because you're just you're one of the better teams, and you have you built such a complete roster that you're good from top to bottom. But that doesn't mean you couldn't lose in a one game just matchup in the NLCS to the Rockies if that's how it worked. You know what I mean? Like it could it could happen to anybody. So I think the series just makes way more sense for the sport. And I think the only sport it doesn't make sense for is, is football. And that's why it's not, and you could yeah. always expand the postseason too, which I think would be nice. And yeah. like, there are three game series in the divisional rounds and those are actually very intense as well. And I think if you expand mm-hmm. the playoffs, you can maybe feed off that a little bit, but then when you get to the championship series, I think seven, I don't think that's the problem. It has to be. Yeah, seven. I don't think that's yeah. the problem too. And I think viewership, especially, um, that late in the season is it's not going to increase or decrease based off a of one game mm-hmm. playoff. I don't think, but I'm not, I'm, I'm, not based I'm sure yeah. people would, I'm sure more people would tune in, but I think the overall of impact it would have on the league would be yeah. more bad. Exactly. Than good. Exactly. So Luca, bad question. I'm very upset by you saying that. <laughs> I don't no, think it's I'm a kidding. bad question. I no, it's, think, it's I, was just th- I was just thinking about it, yeah. and it's like, you know, obviously it's not the only sport that does stuff in the series. I mean, obviously all of, you know, basketball, the, the playoffs are that way. But, like, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, man, even the regular season for baseball is all done in, like, a series. Um, it's just interesting. Hot I mean. take. Has to travel-wise, yeah. though. Yeah. And, and also yeah. hot take. Is, I do think the MLB regular season should be shortened. I don't yeah, think that's a hot take. No, that's <laughs> there's like 400 take. games. No. I think that's another thing why people are just, you know, why it could be a little bit more boring. It's like there's so many freaking games, dude. And it could be frustrating, you know, for a new guy who, you know, let's say somebody really loves, I don't know. I mean, he's kind of getting older now. But Clayton Kershaw, you know, he's this new awesome lefty pitcher. And you got to wait so long to see him pitch again. It's like they're playing all these games, but he only gets the pitch, you know. Once, twice, twice a week. That's How would that work? Every yeah, five days. I, Every I five don't think days. That'll change as far as, especially modern medicine, is telling them basically yeah. that they should maybe even have longer than that. Um, mm-hmm. But I do agree. It's like I think the import, especially for a casual watcher, the importance of a single game doesn't matter. And to be honest, early in the season, it's hard to see that. But for example, with the Cubs uh, two years ago when they went down and lost NL Central to the Brewers at the very last game of the season, and they had the playoff for it. Um, a game in you know May mattered, but people don't recognize that until late in the season where those games, yeah. are they do matter. But I think shortening the season outright, like even if it's 100 games, I think, or like 105, I don't know. I think cutting 50 games off the top would be I... huge. Start start later oh. into the like into the what June, then you got all of summer, um, better weather. Uh, I don't know, yeah. but then again, guess what? Owners I, losing money. That's fi- that's sixty exactly. games. They don't selling out. Money. That's sixty games. The Rickets aren't selling exactly. out Wrigley Field, um, and that's why there's gonna be no baseball this year either because uh, the owners and mm. players. I would say personally for me about what you, like your your Kershaw point it's a good point but I think that's part of what makes the sport great is that this guy who's one of the best at what he does only pitches every 5 days so it makes that day that fifth day when he does pitch even more special and even more crucial mm-hmm. because he doesn't get as many opportunities to go out and pitch because of rest and just because of how how the rotation works so that that just matters a little bit more than some random Tuesday when Steph Curry's playing the Grizzlies you know what I mean I think that's kind of a a special little detail about baseball that kind of adds to it but I can also see how a casual fan 
could see it as a negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. This is, and then again, I'm completely a casual fan. Um, don't follow it super heavy other than when D informs me on what's going on. Um, and obviously once we get closer to the postseason, of course, I'm paying attention to what's happening. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking about it, and I feel like every baseball game like I've ever been to in my life, professional, I get there, I'm excited, we're having a good time, and I think I'm like, wait a second, who the fuck is pitching today? <laughs> and then I look, and it's never the eight. It's never like the top. I've never seen Verlander pitch. All the Tigers game mm-hmm. I went to, never saw Scherzer. I always ended up going to see like the fucking – like Drew Smiley, Damn. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, or at the time maybe like Porcello or something. Well, you probably you, when you got but, those tickets, they were probably cheaper, and you're like, sweet. But like, I know that's that probably it. Yeah. Like, Damn, my family's cheap as fuck. No. That's the thing, though, <laughs> is that sometimes that's another thing that's great about baseball games is that you can get in extremely cheap tickets on at like a random Tuesday. You're like, yeah, I'll go watch the Tigers play the White Sox. Yeah. Why not? Like, mm-hmm. it's a good day. Go sit out in the sun, watch baseball eat hot dogs, you know, walk around downtown Detroit. I think the games are up there with any other game. It's just a matter of making that more more relevant because I think they do some great stuff at ballparks. You know, every ballpark has their signature food. Every ballpark has their signature the attraction. And it's just about – exactly. It's just about making those kind of featured and more prevalent. And I don't really know how you do that. It's tough. Have you, how many ballparks have you guys been to? Five. These I think five. Three. Three. Uh, to, I've been to Wrigley, Where? U.S. Cellular, Milwaukee, Colorado, St. Louis. And I've just been to Comerica and the two Chicago parks. Yeah, and th- okay. that's the thing, too. There's some parks that you can't do anything about cost. It's always going to be expensive, which I guess makes sense, and um, there's certain organizations like the top five, L.A., New York, Boston, Chicago, it doesn't, like doesn't matter year round. It's going to be like around 70 to probably 100 bucks if they're having a good season. But it is nice. Like I went to Colorado last summer and seeing them play the Toronto Blue Jays, Vlad Jr. and everything. It was amazing. Trevor Story, Nolan Arenado, like forty dollar mm-hmm. ticket. And that's a majority of the MLB parks. So co- I don't exactly. think it costs to go to a game is that big of a deal. I know people, you know, take it a family for it can get up there and food's not cheap, but man, like I've gone to multiple games where I don't even, I maybe like, maybe I'll buy a hot dog, but like I only spend game ticket price and a hot dog and like train yeah, costs. Exactly. Say a bottle of water. That'll be eight fifty. <laughs> not a chance. You better come hydrated. <laughs> exactly. You better come. Hydrated. I'll sneak a PB and J. But you know what though? <laughs> I, I was just going to say next time I go to Wrigley though, now that I'm 21, because I didn't get a chance to go last year. Um, if I'm in the bleachers, I'm going to be, I'll, you know, I'll throw 50 bucks in for about 10 beers. Throw a couple Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I mean, I just think the great thing about there's just so much. Every park has its own little details and just like all nuances. It's beautiful. Special things. Yeah. Like that's why I want to go to all of them to just get what those are like. I for me like going obviously going to Fenway is way up there on the list and just getting to go to parks like that that have so much history like just baked yep. into them I think is just incredible. Hey, what's so what's your top three you want to visit, D and Luca too? I mean, I'm sure you've eyed some Luca. I would say uh, or I've been really uh, Fenway, Fenway, Dodger Stadium. Yeah, I was about to say that's right. Um, you can see and the whole city from there. My favorite. I, the number one that I just like in terms of look and layout is uh, Minute Maid in Houston. Really, I want to go there so bad. I it love is the cool. train track. I just love the design. It is cool. It. I'd say mine's probably Fenway. Is it's up there, but then you have places like PNC and Oracle in San Fran that are just so beautiful. Oracle, right on the water. But you can't. You can't I got in a fight with. Uh, or I got in a fight with a friend of Luke and I's, Roman, Irbisi about the NL West stadiums and I forget what he, what his hot take was but he one of the things he said is that uh, Chavez Ravine the Dodgers Dodger stadiums ugly and I what? Like, what I want to go there man it's so cool it has like it packs 70 That's such an awful like 60,000 people in there I don't even know and it's up on the hill and you're up on a hill exactly the Dodger dogs are celebrities there 
I actually think the NL West for the most – the Diamondbacks' taste is it's fine. But, like, I think PNC is really good. I think that the Dodge, obviously Dodger Stadium speaks for itself. I like all those parks. Cores yeah, in there, which I can't beautiful. imagine. It's, it's probably it, incredible. It's such a cool park, and it's like obviously newer, so mm-hmm. it's it's very uh, in a. I don't want to say a centralized location, but it's in a good spot. You can see the mountains all over, you know, left field. It's great, and I mm-hmm. I think the NL West probably has the best stadiums. I would think because besides the I Padres, would, like Petco, like, the, I want to go to San Diego though. The weather is like perfect there. I like I like Petco personally. Oh, the I building, just like how there's like the, the building. building. Yeah, right? like that's yeah. even a good one. Building what you got, um, Diamondbacks. You open up that stadium. You got the hot tub in center. Huge, massive jumbotron in uh, center as well. And then uh, mm-hmm. Dodgers, Coors. What else am I forgetting? Uh, Petco. I'm, and there's yeah, and then who else is out there? <laughs> that's the question. Oh, God. There's um, one more, and I think it may be. Oh wait. No, Giants. Yeah. Giants. Yeah. 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 Oracle. And it's right on McCovey. Cove. Like that. Yeah, McCovey dude. Cove. I don't think you can yeah. top that division, honestly. All right. Listen, boys. This all this whole thing started because of these previous podcasts. So before we go any further, Nick, what's what what is the things that you wanted to talk, <laughs> just talk about? I, just talk I, to I'm me. not gonna yeah. lie to you, because this is very disappointing since we're on the air right now. I kind of forgot like what I was never mad, but like there were certain things where I was like, "No, no, I for no." I think that there was one thing I that I remember you specifically mentioned to me, and it wasn't like a knock on what the Cubs did. It's just oh, like I think what the Yankees yeah. did. I just like what they did. It's not saying that the no, Cubs you're right. Did you're the right about thing. trading Glaybar to that's what it was. Yeah, and that's the thing. It was like almost. It's weird because. You do it a hundred out yeah, of a hundred times. Yeah, because like times, on absolutely. paper the Cubs got finessed, but you literally ask. Even if you ask Theo again, and you said, "Okay, you trade your top one yeah. of your top prospects, you get you roll this Chapman for two months, and then he goes back and signs with the Yankees, but you win a World Series." I think everyone is taking that deal, regardless, especially with the drought yeah, and everything. Absolutely, but man, I have absolutely. to admit, there's the other deal that just upsets me. I think you guys touched on it just a tad. Um, that I think was a bad deal, and that was the Eloy the, and Dylan C's for Jose yeah. Quintana. That one hasn't worked out as well as no, because they basically traded for like a fourth starter, which they honestly did need at that point. They thought he, I mean, his ceiling they thought was higher, and I still think it could still be like a mid rotation guy, but man what Eloy could be. Dylan sees I wasn't as high on, but what Eloy could be. Yeah, it's it's Eloy, like, yeah. He, like, th- even then, you have a crowded outfield. Uh, Jason Hayward's contract doesn't help. Glabar, looking back, is the yeah. need that you kind of wanted at second base. But now you have Nico Horner coming up, and he's like a top 100 prospect. Um, he already made his MLB debut last year for like three games, and he was, he was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about him, but... Yeah, I think that was the main thing that you had an issue with. You're like, we do that yeah. trade ten times out of ten, and I agree. I just think it is a oh good my God. move by the Yankees to get that prospect. Uh, what is it, Cashman? Back. Even though they haven't is won it, a, a, man. Yeah. He, yeah, he's been on one recently, and the White Sox. Yeah, he hasn't done um, too bad. Rick Hahn, he's been absolutely killing the game. I love what I love what he's, they've done. They're man. wild and over there, and I was actually kind of excited. Uh, especially with the Cubs TV deal in limbo right now. I mean, obviously, I'm going to stream it on Reddit for free anyways. I've been watching. But yeah, of um, course. I was going to tune in and watch some White Sox games, and that team's coming together. That's an exciting team. Just the, the amount of good players they have. I mean, they're, a lot of them are young, unknown commodities, but if they pan out anything like what they're projected Man. to, they're. I mean, as a team, as a pl- person – Whose favorite team is in that division? It's well, really troubling. I mean, it would be good. <laughs> it's, it'd be good for it's really Chicago. <laughs> and like you said, if they t- to have two good teams, huge. Yeah. and um, I mean, like you said, if they're if the players end up at least at mid ceiling or like mid level of what they're projected to be, like Luis Robert, I'm super excited to see, and they're projecting him. He like. Five tool, six tool, Mike Trout. That's what they're saying. Like, yeah, we're talking like, yeah. I've heard, I've heard the exact same thing. Another thing though that I remembered about the podcast, I can't remember. You guys were talking about prospects, and you're talking about the Tigers. 
but I don't think you mentioned Casey yeah. Mize. I'm, I doubt it. Just because that's like the one prospect, especially last year, I dove into fantasy baseball for the first time ever, and I played in mm-hmm. an NL only and an AL only league. And I'm trying to get into a bigger league where there's you have a minor league system built into. And Casey Mize is like, he's that's yeah, he's a guy that everyone kind of has their eyes on. In the show, not so much because they have the prospect cards out there right now. But he's still you know a a low nineties card. That's a diamond card, you know. So that's not bad. (laughs) That's not bad. I mean, that's that's the best the Tigers. That's what we have. That's it. That's the best. I mean, it's not it, but I mean, I have faith. He's the best chance. I don't completely. I, I'm uh, basing that off. I like off. him. There's there's some guys. I don't trust what they're doing on the offensive side. Matthew Boyd. They've take, they, that, he's extremely okay. okay. I mean, I'm not going to even question you. you. Look at Actually, look at the stats. Like, actually, look at his ERA last year. Look at... I know he played for a really bad funny. team. But just like actually I'm looking at, at it the stuff. pure fantasy impact. And we played in a points league and mm-hmm. I co-managed with my girlfriend's dad in our AL only league. And um, his K numbers, like his swinging uh, K percentage, his swing and miss percentage and his K per nine was absolutely ridiculous. His spin rate. That's a huge thing now. I've been studying that yeah, for fantasy. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he's still young, right? No, or is he like mid twenties? Decent. He's like mid to is he late getting 20s? up there. I think he's actually... I think he's late 20s. That's the thing is, yeah, he is 29. Oh, my God. He looks young. He looks like a 24. He does. Five years, that's a big difference. Which he's solid. I don't don't think he's going to be like a fundamental part of the the team moving forward. Some uh, some more prospects, though, that they have. Well, their main prospects are all on the mound. So they've got Mize, Matt Manning. Um, Franklin Perez, a, a guy that has worked the, his way through the system and looks like he's going to be a really good is uh, Tariq Skubal. That's a, cool, that's a baseball name, um, baby. He's good. He's a lefty. Uh, he'll probably – well, he would have probably made his way to the big sometime this year. And then the most exciting prospect they have on offense is Riley yep, Green. Yeah, Riley Green. Yeah. Guy last year. And he looks yeah. amazing. Like, I love that, that guy. Familiar. Where, but, what college did he go to? He's he's straight out of high school kid. So you got a couple of years. You got a couple he's of young, years. He's young, super young. I mean, yeah. If he's drafted out of high school, he's gotta be good. I've heard the name. He's he's a good he's a good well, hitter. And you forget uh, you guys have former Cub uh, Jamie or Carolyn Calendario on He sucks so I forget who bad. the Cubs I think the Cubs got Alex Avila for him. Alex Wilson and Alex That's Avila. That's a good deal for the Cubs. Let's go. Alex Avila was pretty solid that year. What was that, twenty seventeen? God, what it's so yeah, weird, I think so. the Cubs rosters the past couple of years. That was when they had Wade Davis, too. Anyways, I digress. All right. Yeah, about Wade Luca, Davis. jump in here. What's, who's your favorite that was deep, prospect? That was I got deep, this. deep dive. I got, I got, I got it coming. I got it coming deep, right Deep, deep dive right there. I, want, I wanted you guys to, to really get in that inside baseball stuff, so I'm cool with it. Taking a Wait, man, just go ahead and leave. No, <laughs> but listen, when I think of baseball, this is just silly, and it's just because I'm a movie guy. But I'm not even talking about a baseball movie. There's just a moment within Goodwill Hunting where the you know, the famous Robin Williams has yeah, about yeah, a girl yeah. where he slides the thing, you know, and they're talking about the game and it's just like it's one of my favorite Yabo or something. I don't know. I think it, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm gonna come up with two hypotheticals for e- or one for each of you and you tell me if you would go to the game or if you would go see about okay. a girl. Okay. Okay, D. Obviously, we got to go. Tigers are in the World Damn. Series <laughs> playing against Manny Machado. And we're talking, it's not game seven, but let's say it's like game six. So potentially the Tigers could. Who leads the series? Could win. The Tigers do? I'm actually, assuming the no, Tigers actually, are up 3 2. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Tigers are down 3 2. So they could potentially go home. Damn. At Comerica? Sorry, D, I have some uh, questions for you. No, no. These, these are the same questions I'm going to ask. So, Let's say... Also, who am I yeah, seeing about? Yes. <laughs> we're, in, yeah. that we're in Comerica, and we're sitting across from Florence Pugh. What the hell? Yeah, it's... No. Um, 
we're out. They're fine. <laughs> if they lose, they lose. <laughs> Jeez. That's so fucked up. Okay. If it was a clinching game, like if they were up, I wouldn't miss it. You said if they, you well, said that, they were down. It's too easy. Though. I don't want to watch them lose. But what if you could watch them win to go on the game set? I, but That's then you fine. gotta watch Game Seven from home anyway. And you can spare yourself the heartbreak exactly. if, if they lose. And then I'm still without Florence Pugh. But if in this situation I could be with Florence Pugh and watch exactly. Game Seven with her, exactly. At home. I'm with yeah, Luca. That was a flawed okay. question, man. Oh my god, no, I'm kidding. No, that was a no. good hype. That's a good hypothetical. <laughs> I don't know what you, I don't. I don't know what you want me no, to do. I, I gave like his it. favorite team and his favorite player against and his favorite team. woman, dude. Right across, or, yeah, yeah. Okay, Nick. Exactly. Um, okay. Oh, so we're talking, we're talking motherfucking, it's a battle of Chicago in the World oh Series. My. That'd be pretty That would be cool. cool. We're going to also go, <laughs> same thing, we're talking game six, we're talking Cubs are down, but sitting across from you. In the bar, isn't even a woman. It's Roger Deakins. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, hold on. I got multiple questions. I got multiple. <laughs> who, who are you spending the <laughs> night with? I got multiple questions. All right. Um, okay. U.S. Cellular. We're in ring. for the Cubs. It's hard we're to say. This, uh, is, this, this is in. No, we're going like ten years in the we're future. Talking, man, so this shout out for D. What the fuck? Well, I don't I'm know. joking. I'm joking. Okay, this, this is, is I'm, this I'm, is just pure yeah. matchup of teams, right? Yeah. So, and it's at yep. US Cellular, you said. You no, said we're at Wrigley. Okay. Um. Then the Cubs are down. Because I would not want to fucking be in a bar in the south side. Is of that Chicago. where the bar is? The bar is in Wrigleyville. Oh, dude, I'm just hanging out with Deacons, watching the game on the TV there. That was kind of a flawed the, one too, because I've been in Wrigley yeah, during yeah, a playoff I, game, and I, I'd almost rather be there than well, be at I the guess game. the thing is too, if, I think a harder question you would have that you could have asked too is like going back like to 2016. Just because yeah, that that's was what actually, I thought you were going to do is you're going to put them in 2016, just because the obviously game oh. seven was in Cleveland, and game six was yeah. Um, and if like you were to, it's funny. I thought I had a cop out. Because I thought if you're going to mention Emily, I was just going to say she'd understand. Because she did. I w- I'm talking. We were in Madison, Wisconsin for Game One of the NLDS back in 2016, and I streamed the whole game on my phone when we were walking around town. So she, I think she's uh, open to anything as far as uh, Cubs playoffs go. But that being said, okay, Deacons I got one threw more. me off. That Speak- threw me off. Speaking of, 20- I wasn't ready for that. Speaking of 2016, I got a I got a revised one for yeah. you, Nick. Okay, we're going back to 2016. Okay. It's the, World, it's the series. World Series. Would you rather go to Game Six? Actually, not even go to Game Six. You're at like you're in Wrigleyville in those uh, you know the apartments that have the bleachers on top, so you can still see yeah. the game. Yeah, but you're, the rooftops. You're there with your dad. You're there with Nate. You're there with Emily. You're there with the oh, fan. Yeah. Or would you rather go to Game Seven in Cleveland? And let's say this one you're just with Emily, but you leave after the break, after the delay. Like you know, in the game, when I'm not leaving. Stopped. You have to. That's the hypotheticals. For whatever reason, you had to go, so oh, you didn't get the catch. It's kind of sucks to say, but I would have to say Game Six. Even though Game Six was yeah. in Cleveland, but Game Six, even though I don't know if I would pick sitting on the rooftops anytime nowadays because of the obstruction. I mean, I'm sure there's a couple that are still really good, but um, with the two jumbotrons, that kind of impeded um, that stuff. But I think the Cubs bought a couple of them. Like I think as the organization, they bought a couple of the buildings, and then the other ones that they couldn't buy, they just put a jumbotron up and said "fuck you." But anyways, but anyways, uh, probably yeah, do game six with everyone. Yeah, why not? Okay. Because if I have to leave, um, I'm not gonna be like the Miami Heat back in what 2013. Those fans when before Rayon hit that yeah. shot. Yeah, trying to run back that. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's for sure. Okay. Before we move on from baseball, 
Can you I hear? Feel like I would can not you be hear doing... my chair creaking? No. Okay. I just not want. Really? No. I just want to make. Sure. Uh, okay. Uh, I need to stop moving. Uh, made me aware of my my desk no. chair for his. New... Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Before we go any further, uh, I'd like to end the baseball section with talking about the Mount Rushmore of baseball movies. This is just like our personal Mount Rushmore. Uh, like what we like the most or what we think are the four best baseball movies of all time. Four best. I mean, I think those things are kind of intertwined, but yeah. No. Not exactly, because no. like, I could love a specific movie more. Like, like Rookie you know of the I mean? Year. Yeah, Garbage but I, movie, but like, I like, yeah, I'm like a you big could, fan of Rookie. But like, there's nostalgia it wrapped up in that, so I think that could really change it. I want the best, but I want you to like use your personal preference as reason why. So like the same well, that's kind of what I did. So just our but favorite just based sure. on everything. Like I want the I want I want the official the Mount whole Rushmore. shebang. Yeah, I want the best. Take it however you will. I think I have okay. three or four. I'm you ready. go ahead. I'm gonna look I'm just gonna do a quick search just to make sure I'm not missing any. Okay. So um anybody that knows me knows that the sandlot is in for me. I think it just has all of the elements of baseball that you love. It has childhood, friendship, and just pure joy that you it just it really understands how baseball connects people and I think that's a really special thing. Um Bull Durham. Great movie. It's in freaking criteria, great, is it? Some great baseball. Well, yeah. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner, big baseball if, fan. I mean Kevin Costner's in here twice if we're being being real, if I'm being honest with myself. So I think Bull Durham and Field of Dreams are in there because Field of Dreams gets in there just because it's like it, it it's not my favorite, but it's got the father son thing. It's got the kind of magic that is uh, that are around baseball and that aura. It's really good. It's really good. And then I put Moneyball in there. I just think it's the best movie about actual baseball. And I love it. And Brad Pitt is yep, amazing. I agree. Um, so I'm going to go three really easy ones for me. You go Field of Dreams, easy. Cash in there. Um, mm-hmm. We got Moneyball. Yeah. We got Little Big League. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Ooh, I love Little that Big League, movie. amazing. The kid that takes over exactly. the twins, Once right? his grandpa dies and he's the yes. owner and gives it to him. Fantastic movie. Uh, movie. Ken Griffey's in that also and Randy Johnson. Anyways, um, then we're going to go ahead mm-hmm. and we are going to go to the Sandlot. But I have okay. a couple honorable mentions. You know, you got your yes. you got your rookie Same. of the years. You got your uh, major league. You got your angels in the yep. outfield. Rookie of the year? Did I say rookie of the year already? Um, mm-hmm. Major major league. Oh, um, say twice. Who cares? Love the love game. good. Kevin Costner. I think that's his worst baseball movie. Um, I'm joking. I I mean, how many? Kind of hard. The other two. When the other two? So yeah. Can there's no crying yeah. in baseball? Uh. Um, oh yeah, forty two is good. One that I always had a soft spot for is um, Trouble with the Curve. I know it's bad, but I always had a soft spot for it. I know it's yeah. not good, but it's not, it's not in this list. But it is one that I I liked Let's, once upon a are time. Are you guys fans of the Natural? No, I feel no, like, didn't no. you just watch that? I didn't day? like it. Uh, I've never seen it. And Luca, no. you texted me. The baseball stuff's amazing in that, but the story is so convoluted. And I just couldn't get behind it. But then again, once he shatters the light, man, I, that is a good scene right there. That's something you just YouTube, though. I'm not going to rewatch that movie anytime soon. But then you got movies like Benchwarmers, dude. I'm watching Benchwarmers over the natural. Incredible. Day, 42. I saw that in theaters. That was amazing. I don't. I don't. Great I don't want to say amazing, but it was. Good. That's a good baseball movie. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, yeah, I've heard Sugar is really good, and I need to see that. And same with Everybody Wants Some. I don't think it's directly baseball. I was just going to say, I want to see I want to see Linklater's yep. baseball movie. And it's like almost like a dazed and confused type thing. You can't, you can't forget, mm-hmm. you cannot forget about uh, Eddie, Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, the Disney Channel original, where he's a chef, and then he also just smacks dings. You think I don't know what Eddie's that Million was Dollar Cook-Off right is? There. Oh, yeah, Come I'm telling on, you. Dude. But other than that, I can't think of any that are any good, so. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's mostly and I it. You ready for this one? Haven't seen Bill or uh, Bull Durham, so that I'm sure that'll probably be on there too. 
highly, highly don't watch the trailer. <laughs> don't yeah, don't it, watch the trailer. It will paint a comp- it will make it look like a like it looks like soft porn. It looks like terms of endearment met. Yeah, I, don't I know. won't watch the trailer, but it looks weird. I was at don't Avery's house. I was at Avery's mom's house, and you know, I'm trying to get Avery. I'm trying to convince her to watch something that nice. I want to watch. <laughs> And I'm like, I hear this movie's incredible, and like, I know it's got like a romance side of things. Like, maybe we can get it. You know, we got sports, we got romance. And she's like, Oh, okay, let's watch the trailer. And I throw it on, and I'm like, What the fuck is this, dude? This oh, is bold Durham. Oh my god. Oh, that's a it yeah. Is, it's just because it's like it's so Kevin wild. Costner like with his shirt open. It's just it's rough. It's but fucking... it's such a Crash Davis iconic. It's it, yeah. Tim I'll Robbins watch that awesome. in the coming months. Like definitely a summer movie. I'll throw it on. It's really good. It's so fucking good. I also need to watch. Good. Uh, Highly I don't recommended. Know, I think it's garbage, but one that has piqued my interest when I've seen it is Cobb, uh, when Tommy Lee Jones plays Ty Cobb. I have never seen it. Never heard any. I'm any assuming it's garbage. About I've never heard it. Oh, dude! But I mean, I, Ty Cobb was an ass, and Tommy Lee Jones is a good actor, so I'll check it out. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Do you guys like Forty yeah, Two? Yeah. Yes. I was a big fan. Chadwick Boseman did a great job in that one.